0: five four three two one she says only the truth welcome to your daily dose of fact our greatest 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 responsibility responsibility is is to to serve serve our our communities. communities the el paso las cruces communities eastern iowa communities mid michigan communities we are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS 4 News produces. But we, we are, concerned are concerned about one news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on CBS News. Some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. And that is what they did. They buried the Hunter Biden story before the election because they were like, we can't risk having the election thrown to Trump. We'll tell them after the election. Well, and and we know for a fact that that's what they did. Of course, you no, don't but I'm mean, saying you, you gotta... know for a fact that that's what they did. I don't know what they did. I know cuz you only watch MSNBC. No, the that- time <laughs> Across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold, truth, excellence and optimism for America. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, my friends. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We're now on the clock. ED official and we're delighted that you're joining us. I don't think we have to remember too far back to when Elon Musk was thinking about buying Twitter and people were going nutty. Now, I didn't know a whole lot about Elon Musk, knew he was very wealthy, knew he was Tesla, knew SpaceX, all this other stuff, some ideas of his, knew he was the richest man in the world, ostensibly, I presume he still is. And I really wasn't bothered by his idea to buy Twitter. But the knives that came out for him There was almost like this knee-jerk reaction, this complete flip. Elon had been for a long time kind of a Democrat, I don't know, child almost. They loved him. He was the EV guy, electric vehicles. This is what we want. We want everybody going on, glomming on at this idea that if we don't all drive an electric car, We're going to cook the planet and everybody's going to die. Elon Musk was a beautiful part of that to them until he decided to do something that they weren't happy with. Look, we all know why they did not want Elon Musk buying Twitter because Twitter under Jack Dorsey was a revolving door of FBI, CIA, Democrat officials, operatives, admin folks moving in and out. Please ban this person. We don't like what they're talking about. This is that. Please take them down. It was censorship. Everybody knew it was censorship. If you ever got zinged on on Twitter, you knew it. And Elon Musk said, because of the preservation, my desire to protect, to be committed to free speech, I'm going to drop $43 billion or whatever the hell it was. And I'm by this and it's going to be a loss. It's not going to be like this is a great investment. I know I'm gonna lose money, which is why I need to monetize, which is why I need to sell blue check marks so people can be verified, which is why we need to have advertising. And the knives came out for him, and it it was pretty serious. Then he released the Twitter files. And we got to see just how dark this government intervention in the mingling of staff and personnel was. How Joe Biden and people in his administration could literally call over and say, take this person out, strike this, and it would be done, and it shall be done, and it was. But the knives were out for Elon big time. So much, in fact, that the Wall Street Journal wrote from their editorial board, wrote this about the story, the harassment of Elon Musk. Does the the Biden administration have it in for Elon Musk? The volume of government investigations into his business makes us wonder if the Biden administration is targeting him for regulatory harassment. This is what they've tried to do to Donald Trump. We're going to bog you down in lawsuits, in, in litigation, in paperwork. In red tape, and nonsense, we're going to drive you crazy. Death by a thousand cuts. Once the hero of the left or his electric car advances, Mr. Musk has become something of a pariah since he bought Twitter, which he has renamed X. He's opened the social media site to the people previously censored. He's criticized President Biden. He's even said he'll vote for a Republican in 2024. Now, suddenly comes the legal deluge. News breaking that the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York is investigating personal benefits that Tesla might have provided Mr. Musk, as well as transactions between his businesses. A shareholder lawsuit against Mr. Musk alleging that Tesla overpaid for his solar rooftop business, Solar City, in 2016 was rejected by the Delaware Supreme Court this spring. The press has also reported for more than a decade on instances of Mr. Musk borrowing against shares in his companies to bolster other businesses. It's amazing when they come after you, they come after you. Why is the DOJ investigating now? Tesla's board this spring responded to concerns about Mr. Musk's financial hedging by limiting the loans he could collateralize with his shares. Are the government's investigations a wise use of prosecutorial resources? Well, we could actually ask what they do other than abuse those resources. Complaints about misuse of company resources or business conflicts can usually be addressed internally. Shareholders can also bring lawsuits, as they did in the Solar C- City case. DOJ's investigation, though, has a feel of the Japanese government's prosecution of former Nissan CEO Carlos Gosen for alleged disclosure omissions. There's also the dubious justice complaint last month against SpaceX for allegedly discriminating against asylum complainants. Complaints, claimants, excuse me. DOJ said SpaceX executives repeatedly claimed, in supposed error, the national security laws permit only U.S. citizens and green card holders to work at the company. SpaceX has denied wrongdoing. It didn't need to take legal action. The DOJ did not. Justice is asking an administrative law judge to order SpaceX to pay a civil penalty and hire every qualified self-identified asylee and refugee who was improperly screened out or rejected with back pay and interest. This is your vindictive, weaponized federal government going after the richest man in the world who dared to not walk in line with them. But it gets worse. DOJ's actions come amid Federal Trade Commission Chair Lena Kahn's hazing of Twitter following Mr. Musk's takeover. The FTC is browbeaten Twitter with document demands that include identifying all journalists granted access to company records, including the nature of access granted each person. They want to know specifics. They want to dox the private, independent journalists. Elon Musk granted access to the Twitter files. Why would you want to do that? The harassment extends to the Biden National Labor Relations Board, which has slapped Tesla with complaints related to its dress code and alleged instruction to employees not to discuss pay and working conditions. The Security and Exchange Commission is also reportedly investigating Mr. Musk, over Tesla's self-driving claims. Death by a thousand cuts. And this is even better. According to a Bloomberg news report, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service scoured the environmental damage after a SpaceX rocket exploded shortly after takeoff. Seven Bob White quail eggs and a collection of blue land crabs were found to have been charred. And so now they're going after him, too. Opening an investigation may sometimes be pro forma when federal agencies receive a complaint. But the collection of probes into Mr. Musk's ventures. Well, it's unusual enough to suggest that the Justice Department likes to call a pattern or a practice. We doubt any order from on high has been sent, they said, please. But it doesn't need to be when a figure becomes progressive enemy number one. Now, I read that to you today, ladies and gentlemen, because our friend FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr posted on X last night, this, last year, after Elon Musk acquired Twitter, President Biden gave federal agencies the green light to go after him, and they have. Today, the FCC adds itself to the growing list of federal agencies engaging in the regulatory harassment of Elon Musk. I dissent, and he goes through all of these things now that the FCC is voting to put pressure on Musk about, specifically his Starlink. you know, the $885 million award that Elon Musk got basically to put in internet access in remote and rural areas. The FCC now adds itself to the growing list of administrative agencies taking action against Elon Musk's businesses, he says. I'm not the first to notice a pattern here. Two months ago, the Wall Street Journal editorial board wrote the volume of government investigations into Musk's businesses makes us wonder if the Biden administration is targeting him for regulatory harassment. And he says that his organization, the FCC, is doing the exact same thing. When we come back, I want to dig into this decision yesterday by the FCC to pile on Elon Musk. Why are you so butthurt, Joe Biden, over Elon doing something that, by the way, constitutionally free speech is protected. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right. So this is not sexy. This is not breaking news. Nobody's going to talk about this. It should be spoken of. The FCC commissioner, Brendan Carr, posting this today. The Federal Communications Commission adds itself to the growing list of administrative agencies that are taking action against Elon Musk's businesses. I'm not the first to notice a pattern here. The Wall Street Journal editorial board wrote that, quote, the volume of government interventions and investigations into his businesses makes us wonder if the Biden administration is targeting him for regulatory harassment. After all, the editorial board added Elon Musk has become progressive enemy number one. Today's decision, and I'm going to tell you what it is, certainly fits the Biden administration's pattern of regulatory harassment. Indeed, the commission's decision today To revoke a 2020 award of eight hundred eighty five million dollars to Elon Musk's Starlink, an award that Starlink secured after agreeing to provide high speed Internet service to more than six hundred forty thousand rural homes and businesses across thirty five states is a decision that cannot be explained by any objective application of law, facts, or policy. First, the FCC revokes Starlink's $885 million award by making up an entirely new standard of review that no entity could ever pass, and then applying that novel standard to only one entity, Starlink. In particular, FCC law provides that a winning bidder like Starlink must demonstrate that it is reasonably capable of fulfilling its end of the bargain that it struck with the FCC back in 2020. In this case, that means Starlink needs to show that it was more than likely than not that Starlink could provide high-quality, high-speed Internet service to at least 40% of these roughly 640,000 rural premises by December 31st, 2025. Starlink did exactly that in a voluminous series of submissions that it filed with the FCC through 2021 and 2022. They've bogged this guy down in court for how long? Just let him do it. Get out of the way. Government is the problem. Indeed, the record leaves no doubt that Starlink is reasonably capable of providing qualifi- qualifying high speed internet service to the required number of locations by the end of 2025. The commission's decision does not even grapple with that evidence, it simply ignores it. Your $885 million that you were counting on? No more. What? Instead of applying the traditional FCC standard to the record evidence, which would have compelled the agency to confirm Starlink's $885 million award, the FCC denied it on grounds that just got to bring it back into my screen. Hold on. On grounds that (laughs) Starlink is not providing high speed Internet service to all of those locations today. Wait, what? FCC law does not require Starlink to provide high-speed internet service to even a single location today. As noted above, the FCC's milestone doesn't kick in in until the end of 2025. Indeed, the FCC did not require and has never required any other award winner to show that it met its service obligations years ahead of time. To the extent that the commission is intending to say that the agency does not believe standing here today, that Starlink is reasonably capable of meeting its year-end 2025 obligations. By the year end 2025, the agency's position fares no better. What are you doing? This is harassment. It is punitive. It is purposeful. And it's a punishment. To Elon Musk. Oh, yeah? We told you not to buy Twitter. We told you we liked it the way it was. We liked having our people involved over in that company. We enjoyed moderating content. We enjoyed being able to determine what was misinformation, malinformation, and disinformation. We enjoyed our magic wand because only when you can control speech can you control the people when you put a muzzle on the people the truth also dies going after the richest man in the world do you think Elon Musk would say what he said to all of the people like Disney and Starbucks and other companies who pulled their Advertising from X after Media Matters made up a bogus story about Nazis and their content appearing on X next to Nazi content? Do you think Elon Musk should tell the Biden administration to do exactly what he said to Disney? Go F yourself. Salty, crass, direct, necessary. You might not want to fiddle with the world's richest man when the money that you're playing poker with is ours. Just a little advice. Do not go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. California, we gotta talk about California. Look, I know I'm partial to California. It's my home state. It's drowning, it's not dreaming, it's drowning. What the hell did Gavin Newsom do? And Lib of the Week, worthwhile folks, worthwhile. On tap next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. Welcome back, my friends. I saw this this morning and i want to play a little video now if you're listening on the radio and we're so delighted that you are by the way it's official the houston radio station is happening we are so excited so thank you so very much for all of you who support us on the radio side i want to describe for you what's going on cuz i saw this video today and it's awesome it's all over twitter and it's just a brief clip it's a it's a property owned by a man a a farmer in nebraska He's got 80 acres and he turned Trump's mugshot with never surrender. He took 80 acres of his cornfields and he made it the mugshot with never surrender. So I want you to know there are people out there who know exactly what you know. And they don't have to be in the hotbeds, the D.C. Beltway, L.A. or New York, Common Sense America all over is aware of what's going on. If you're new to the show, we do something every week. I think that's, it's always interesting. Usually we tap into the, the Twitter account called libs of TikTok because the stuff is just, it's too perfect. Um, and we try to give you a lib of the week because there's always, well, what, how does it go Brock? Time now for the Wendy bell radio programs. Love me. Love me. Love me. I'm a liberal liberal of the week now this is interesting i I feel for people who believe that they were born in the wrong body i do believe there are some people out there who just never feel comfortable and if they decide to go down a path and modify their body and take hormones and have surgery and do this and that that's on them i wish them godspeed enough said but apparently It's not enough. It's not enough to just do you. There seems to be this competition. And so I found this, this video. It's a woman who's transitioning into a man. This is so, this is like the, it's so weird, okay? I struggle with this the same way a lot of you do. It's a woman who clearly has taken the hormones. She's clearly had top surgery, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not enough to just go through the transition and be, be happy for yourself. Just be, you know what? Ah, I feel better. If that was the case, if that's what one got, that's not what one's getting. It's a competition. You're going to hear this woman pretending to be a dude telling you and all you men out there that she is more masculine than you. And she's got a good reason why. Listen. If a transphobe ever says something to me, like, you'll always be a woman. You'll never be a man. I love to hit them with my low voice. And I look at them and I go, I'm more of a man than you'll ever be. I had to work for my masculinity. What work did you do? For- well, that's called mental illness, ladies and gentlemen. And as long as we're just going to be honest with, it, with this, this isn't funny. I don't think it's funny. This is, this is what we've created. This race to the bottom. Period. Now, I want to change gears. I will tell you that, indeed, I am partial to the fine state of California. I grew up there. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Wouldn't move back for anything. I love my family. I love the topography and the climate. And it ends there. So while I was on the Heartland Institute website, as we were looking over the results of this poll that suggests one in five mail-in voters in 2020 committed some kind of voter fraud, I mean, truly amazing. I saw this, this headline and it's truly dazzling. Inept and radical leadership has taken the former golden state to a new low. Like, if you're not there, you don't know what's going on. I freely admit I'm in that category. So I started reading some of this stuff and I was like, oh, my heavens. And at the end of what I'm going to tell you, there's a dollar amount. Gavin Newsom fancies himself a future presidential contender, sort of like Josh Shapiro in Pennsylvania, just on steroids. Gavin Newsom does. But the way he has handled the finances of the Golden State Wow. Inept and radical leadership has taken the former league golden state to a new low. At this time, this individual writes, we have the country's highest gas prices, the highest number of welfare recipients more than in Texas and New York combined, by the way, and a Sacramento created energy shortage due to lax policies, crimes out of control. In 2021, the two cities in the country that were most affected by retail theft were Los Angeles and San Francisco. And violent crime is up 13% in the state since 2019. This is not a national phenomenon. In Florida, violent crime is down 31.5%. And then we have the schools. In California, the most recent Smarter Balanced test scores released in late October indicate that just 46.7% of students are meeting literacy standards and a meager 34% are proficient in math. The standardized test is given to all students in grades 3 through 8 and also grade 11. Also, the 2022 National Assessment of Educational Progress shows 30% of the state's 8th graders are proficient in reading. That means 70% cannot read at grade level. 23% are proficient in math. Despite all the abysmal test results on the Smarter Balanced test, the state's Department of Education asserts that the 2022-2023 statewide assessment shows student progress. While the proportion of students who met or exceeded grade level standards on the state math test did rise slightly from 33.4% in 2021 to 34.6%, please, the fact remains that about two thirds of California students are below grade level. So what does the state plan to do about the sorry education results? Well, as a way to increase proficiency in math, the state has cooked up a new framework that contends mathematics should be used to both understand and impact the world. It argues that math teachers should hold the political position, that mathematics plays a role in the power structures and the privileges that exist within our society and can support action and positive change. The hell does that have to do with math? It doesn't. Of course not. Additionally, tracking students by ability, which has worked well for years, is out. Schools are now encouraged, but thankfully not required, to delay Algebra 1 until the ninth grade. Meaning that students would be unable to take calculus as seniors without doubling up on math classes or taking extra classes during the summer. Isn't this the soft bigotry of low expectations that George W. Bush warned us about? watering down of parameters of expectations of guidelines telling you people don't work hard it's rigged against you you're a victim play that card well should you suffer from gender dysphoria which the schools have done a masterful job of promulgating governor governor gavin newsom has signed a bunch of bills that will ensure your distressed state will be honored AB5, the Safe and Supportive Schools Act, requires the implementation of new LGBTQ cultural competency training for teachers and school staff in California. Another waste of money. In addition to the state screwing up kids, California cities have been stepping up and doing their share. We could go on and on and on. This is the headline that got me, though. How about this? California has a 68 billion dollar budget deficit. Wait a minute. 68 billion dollars with only 30 billion dollars in its reserves? Wait a minute. I remember in January Gavin Newsom was beating his chest just like Jill but Dr. Jill Biden was proudly standing on the tarmac next to pallets Of Enfamil and Similac. As mothers were finding a baby formula shortage. Well, they shipped it in from another country. How swell. Look at us taking action for you, said Dr. Jill. Gavin Newsom did the same thing. Back in January. Do you remember this? As California's state budget morphs from a 97.5% billion dollars, excuse me 97.5 billion dollar surplus that was January almost a hundred billion dollars Gavin Newsom had he came out and he said look at us we are so fantastic now they're in the hole 68 billion where did it go well where do you think we are a sanctuary state. Come one, come all. That lib of the week we just played for you. The young woman who wants to be a man. Well, in her state, if she couldn't do that, Gavin Newsom said, come to the, come to the Golden State. We'll provide you sanctuary. We'll provide you access to the finest doctors. And then we'll stick our taxpayers with the bill. You have a mass exodus. People can't wait to get away what did we say to you the Monday California Republicans from the southern part of the state joining the conservatives from Oregon and Washington State and moving to Idaho where we're turning cities and states different colors because we can't stand living where it's unaffordable where the taxes are out of control where you can't fill up your car and you can't pay your rent and Gavin Newsom says, well, you know what? All that stuff notwithstanding, our number one thing is, is about doing sex changes on teenagers. Let's go. This is the cycle of suck. This is what black voters are waking up to. This is what young voters see. And this is why Donald Trump is such a frightening concept for all of those media folk oh no all right don't go anywhere when we come back let's do this joe biden the grinch who stole holiday bonuses oh yeah that's next on the wendy bell radio program I think it's clear in anybody paying attention that all of this prosecutorial mumbo jumbo, the heat that we're seeing on whether it be Donald Trump, Elon Musk, the January 6th defendants, anybody out there who dares to stand up and speak out against what they're pushing, it's so connected to their fear. The walls closing in, they know. They know. We're hearing this House impeachment inquiry vote is scheduled for later this afternoon. Certainly, we'll be paying attention to it. We'll give you all of the details and whatnot tomorrow. We are also understanding that Hunter Biden, who was supposed to show up today to speak to House Oversight, was a no-show. You know, it's interesting. I guess when you're a Biden or when you're part of the elite or you've been you've been protected You've been lied for and covered where people have disappeared or worse on your behalf. You can just think it's always going to be there for you. You're always going to have that invisible force field. It's not the way it should be. This is tough for a lot of small business owners. I know I'm one of them. Justthenews.com. Small business owners suggest Bidenomics is the Grinch that stole Christmas bonuses. I never had a Christmas bonus. I never had a a holiday bonus. I got a ham. Got a ham once. I got a turkey another time. Like, you're grateful. Thanks. But, I mean, really? A poll conducted by Red Balloon shows this is damning. 42% of U.S. small businesses are foregoing the Christmas bonuses. I mean, at the... At the end of the year, when you look at your balance sheet and you see how hard you've worked to stand still, to just get by, to just meet your payroll and pay your obligations, that's not right. That's Bidenomics. As Christmas approaches, the holiday tradition of bonuses seems to be diminishing this year. Job board and talent connector Red Balloon says while 199,000 new jobs were reported in November. And of course, the administration is going to say, oh, this is great. Look at this. Unemployment's low. We're doing such a good job. No. You peel back the headline and you dig a little bit deeper. These aren't but bureaucratic jobs. Jobs, 199,000 new jobs reported in November, primarily through the government and healthcare. Small businesses are struggling to pay their employees and grow. This poll conducted by Red Balloon and Public Square suggests 42% of U.S. small businesses aren't doing the bonuses anymore. 28% have diminished bonuses compared to 2022. That has a real effect. And I'm not going to say it's just on the person who is, is, is hoping for one. You obviously can't plan a bonus into your life and think that that's going to cover things because a bonus is a bonus. It's an extra. If you always get it, I get it. But still, that's really hard for the small business owner because you want to be able to reward people. You want to be able to look at your employees and say, I appreciate your loyalty. Thanks for not ripping me off. Thanks for being a part of this because I have something. I have a dream. I have something I want to accomplish and I can't do it without you. And I don't want to give you, but I can't because these are not our times. So they're going to tell you unemployment rate in November down. It was 3.7%, down from 3.9% in October. So what? Th- this is where the, the feelings. Of fear come out. If you can't pay your people, you can't pay your bills, you can't pay your mortgage, you sure as hell can't pay for the transition to some overpriced electric vehicle. Think of how out of touch these people are with you. They believe you just have this magical ten thousand dollars that they somehow gave to you during COVID that you've been sitting on it for this very moment that you haven't been actually paying other things. I feel this way. And it's discouraging. I think as we pay attention to connecting the dots, it's getting easier, is it not? Able to see what's actually going on, see the players, see the motives, listen to what they say, be able to drill down to the real story. And more quickly be able to deduce what's BS and what's believable. As Donald Trump's uh, numbers and his lead, the number of people who say factually that there are things more important than Donald Trump's mean tweets, namely money, safety, security, education, getting our kids out of the hands of groomers. I mean, where do you want to go? We could, we could spin the bottle, land on anything, and just talk for a whole show on how that segment of our lives has fundamentally changed. The question is, can we get it back? Of course we can get it back. We have to get it back. But they want you in this position. Broken, addicted, destitute, compliant. Compliant. We'll take care of everything. You don't have to work hard. You don't have to sweat about it. We'll just tell you where to stay, how you can eat, the medicines you need to take to qualify for our good graciousness. And that'll be that. Not. I think the walls definitely have closed. And I believe that we have a lot of people who are running scared. And I believe that imminently something is going to have to happen with Joe Biden. I am not so sure that the powers that be will allow him to continue to be in the position he's in. I don't think they have a plan B. But at this point, is anything better than what we have now? I'm Wendy Bell. Wendy Bell Radio Network is our app. Wendy Bell Radio is the podcast. Join me on Newsmax. It's great to be with you. Thanks for being part of our family. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.